Thank you, Brother Mayo. Everybody clap your hands unto the Lord. And shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. I like what I feel in the house tonight. What about you? Praise the Lord. I want to say how much of an honor it is, Brother Mayo, to have been asked to preach at Summit again. Just a highlight of my year. I've looked forward to it. Amen. And then to be here uh, with so many good friends, um, so many great preacher friends that are going to be preaching the remainder of the week is also an honor of mine. And then to be here with my father, uh, we don't get to be in church together very often. It's usually in a meeting. He lives about a mile from where I live and the church that I pastor. And as often as we can, we're in church together, and it's usually several thousand miles from home. And uh, from the East Coast to the West Coast, even out of the country. But it's great to be here with my dad tonight. Amen. And be following him with the word of the Lord. Amen. And uh, with preaching like that, amen, all i got to do is just quote a few scriptures, and I'm going to get out of the way, and we're going to shout the rest of the night. Amen. That was just great preaching. Yes. Hallelujah. Great preaching. Hallelujah. First Corinthians. Amen. I know that the hour is getting late. And I've been up since 4 a.m. Baton Rouge time. It's, um, so it's a lot of time difference, two hours time difference. So I've got altitude. I've sickness tonight and, and I'm just going to preach the word of God to you tonight and I brethren when I came to you came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and of power everybody say spirit and of power, power. that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God Tonight I'm preaching the Holy Ghost Factor. The Holy Ghost Factor. The Apostle Paul is writing here to the church at Corinth. He said, your faith came by hearing. Everybody say, faith cometh by hearing. You got that right? The Bible said it came by hearing. But faith was never meant to be maintained by hearing only. But your faith should be maintained and stand in a demonstration of the Holy Ghost and of the power of the Holy Ghost of God. We're going to demonstrate the power of God here tonight. Anybody want to have Holy Ghost Church? Anybody going to help me preach here tonight? Amen. Somebody feel like letting the Holy Ghost Pentecost tongue-talking, foot-stomping, devil-chasing church rule the rest of this service here tonight? Somebody shout hallelujah. Hey man, we've got the Holy Ghost. We've got what makes the difference. We've got the Holy Ghost tonight. Hey man, you may be seated in Jesus' name. The Bible said in Mark chapter 2, 
And verse number one, and again he entered into Capernaum after some days. And it was noised that he was in the house. When Jesus is in the house, it's always going to be a noisy church service. Amen. I've been in some quiet auditoriums where it was supposed to be Pentecostal church. Amen. And there was supposed to have been anointing and supposed to have been anointed singing. But when the Holy Ghost anointing is in the house, it's not going to be quiet church. It's going to be noisy church. You can't put this many apostolic Pentecostals, amen, and apostolic Pentecostal preachers under the same roof and expect for us to be quiet, amen. There's going to be noise in the house when Jesus is at Summit 2013. The Bible said it was noise that he was in the house and straightway many were gathered together. I believe Jesus can gather a crowd. Insomuch that there was no room to receive them, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. Amen. Jesus is the main attraction in this house tonight. I thank God for the beautiful singing. I'm thankful for the anointed and talented musicians. I thank God for the good messages that we've heard and are going to hear. But Jesus is the main attraction. Jesus is what this is all about. Amen. Jesus, uh, amen, nothing and nobody surpasses Jesus. We don't need lights, we don't need camera, and we don't need smoke and action. Amen. We don't need all of that. All we need is the Holy Ghost and fire, and it'll keep us alive. It's old, yet it's new. It's powerful, yet it's true. I thank God the Holy Ghost that we feel here tonight is genuine. Oh, somebody clap your hands under God tonight. Amen. An anointed apostolic church service will always have Jesus in the forefront. The disciples were rowing on the, on the Sea of Galilee, and the storm arose, and the tempest came against their ship. The waves began to lash that boat, and somebody said, go and get Jesus. The problem that night was where the placement of Jesus was. He was in the hinder part of a ship asleep on a pillow. Jesus never did want to be somewhere in the backstage, amen, of your life. But Jesus wants to be out front at the helm of your life and in control of the destination of the ship that you're sailing in tonight. Amen. Thank God for a church that knows how to put Jesus out front and in control of the service. Amen. The power, the power of repetition. Uh, what we've already heard tonight will be the resounding theme of the, of the entirety of this meeting. The gathering of eagles. It's the power of repetition. I've often wondered as a young man how we can come to meetings and hear the same thing over and over again just in a different way and we still get excited about hearing a man of God preach under the anointing, the infallible word of God. Amen. But I look at the word of God where the children of Israel for 40 years as wandering in the wilderness. They did eat manna every morning. Amen. Every morning they gathered manna. 
And what are we having tomorrow? We're having manna again. And the next day, it's manna. Amen. God never got tired of giving them the same thing over and sustaining them over and over and over again. God never did get tired. And God never did get weary of giving them the same thing to sustain them. Amen. And we're living in an hour tonight where some people think that Jesus is not enough. That the Holy Ghost is not enough. That we need to compromise on the message. That we need to have church a different way. That we need to come to age and shake the hayseed out of our hair and try to have church a better way so we can do something better. I'm telling you, you cannot perfect the way we're having church tonight. You cannot improve on the way we're having church tonight. You cannot get any better than good singing and good preaching and good worship and good praise. Amen. Is anybody thankful for what we feel here tonight? Amen. We think a presentation of Jesus is not enough. Amen. The Bible said, Mary, thou art highly favored among women. It was not her age that made her highly favored. It was not her beauty that caused her to be highly favored. It was not her education wasn't the lack thereof of any of these things. Amen. But it was because that God chose her. Amen. To be the vehicle to bring Jesus to this earth. And I see here tonight that the church is highly favored among every other denomination. The apostolic church is highly favored among every other religion in this land. Not because, amen, we might be the prettiest or we might have the best talent. Thank God for all that. But I'll tell you what makes us highly favored. Amen. We've got the Holy Ghost factor. We've got something, amen, that the world doesn't have. We got something the world didn't give us and the world can't take away. Is anybody thankful for what we have here tonight? Amen. The Bible said in 1 Corinthians 14 and verse number 8. Uh, now, now, neglecting church history can be perilous to our religious experience. A people that do not know their past are destined to repeat the failures of their past. Amen. A people and a nation that do not know where they came from and the emphasis of what made them a great nation or a great people are destined to fall in just a little while. Amen. But this church tonight in 1 Corinthians 14 and 8 the Bible said, for if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? Thank God tonight that this generation that is in need of a clear note and of a certain sound, amen, knows the difference in the real and in the counterfeit. Once you've had the real, the counterfeit will never satisfy you. Coke said, we've got the real thing. Coca-Cola said, this is the real thing. And once you've had Coca-Cola, it's hard to drink Sam's Choice. And as if Sam's Choice wasn't bad enough and watered down enough, then they came out with President's Choice, and that was just a few cents cheaper. And they went from sugar to Nutra-Sweet to something that's not even sweet anymore. Hey Amen. Once you've had the real thing, the counterfeit doesn't really do it for you anymore. 
Hallelujah. And, and, and I look at the church tonight. Once you've had the kind of church that we're having around here tonight, you'll never be satisfied with charismatic church. You'll never be satisfied with compromised Pentecost. You'll never be satisfied with dead, dull, dry, ritualistic, formalistic religion. I've had the real and I can't ever handle the counterfeit because I know the real thing is the Holy Ghost. It's the apostolic church. The trumpet giving uncertain sound. Amen. Some men are sounding retreat tonight. They're sounding retreat. It's time to fall back. Behind the enemy lines, they have chased us back. And we no longer have enough fight in us to go forward. Amen. Some men are sounding taps because they think the church has seen her better days. Amen. But this church, this church is not ready for the graveyard tonight. I said this church is not ready for the graveyard tonight. Amen. This church has got resurrection power in it. This church has got destiny written all over it. The trumpet has given a sound, and the sound says onward to the prize before us. Soon his beauty will be whole. Amen. This message tonight, amen. This message tonight is the real thing. Amen. In Mark chapter number 2, when they came to where Jesus was, they did not wait on inspiration or to hear how good Jesus was going to do before they came out. Amen. They just went on ahead and acted and came out to where Jesus was and the end result was a miracle and they said, we've never seen it on this fashion before. If you're waiting on inspiration to do something for God, chances are you'll never do anything for God. But you need to act on what the Word of God says and your action will always bring about inspiration to do more for God. Amen. We are, we are uh, prone more than not to want to be entertained and want to be on the edge of our seat. Now tell us something that we want to hear and we'll be ready to move when the time comes. Amen. But I made up in my mind a long time ago, I'm not going to wait on somebody else to charge me. I'm not going to wait on somebody else to pump and prime me. When I come to the house of God, I'm ready to have church. When I come to the prayer rooms, I'm ready to pray. When I come to the altar, I'm ready to worship God. When the preacher steps behind the pulpit, amen, I'm not going to be looking at my watch and looking at the clock and wondering what time he's going to be finished. Finished, but I'm ready to have a move of God. Amen. Amen. This, then, this, amen, message that we have tonight, the Apostle Paul said it was not with enticing words. It was not with man's wisdom because I didn't want your faith to stand in the wisdom of men. Amen. Some people think if they have enough education, some people think if they could get enough degrees. Some people think if they have enough uh, intellect or, or, or knowledge and understanding, they could somehow merit favor with God. Nothing could be further from the truth. Right. Hey Amen. The Apostle Paul 
could have spoken five languages fluently to the church at Corinth. The apostle Paul had preached at Mars Hill. He had preached to the church at Galatia. He had preached to the church at Ephesus. He had been to Philippi. He had been to Colossia. Amen. He had written many letters to the church. Now he is saying, when I come to you, I don't have enticing words of man's wisdom, but I'm coming in a demonstration of the spirit and of the power. Amen. Listen to me. It does not matter. It does not matter how many people say in the religious world that they've got something new. If it's new, it's not true. And if it's true, it's not new. It doesn't matter how many degrees they have behind their name. They can have so many degrees, they refer to them as Dr. Fahrenheit. They can have so many degrees, somebody's got to walk behind them and introduce them and tell them how qualified and certified they are to preach the keynote message that night. But thank God the Apostle Paul got it right when he said, I want your faith to stand in a demonstration of the Holy Ghost of God. Is anybody thankful for the Holy Ghost tonight? Amen. We got something uh, that the world doesn't have but don't you ever forget it the world is looking for what we have I said the world is looking for what we have tonight amen hallelujah you hypocrites you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth but how is it that you do not discern this time when time is running out we need to learn how to spend it wisely there's no time for explanation of the minute details of how to build a watch in this generation. We just need to know what time it is tonight. Amen. We need to know that we need an anointed apostolic preacher behind the sacred desk called the pulpit. The pulpit because it pulls men from the pits of hell. An anointed apostolic preacher because anointing destroys the yoke. An apostolic preacher because we're built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Amen. And that, knowing the time, in Romans chapter 13 and verse 11, that now it is a high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation. Somebody say, now is our salvation. Now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Some folks only have a memory of how good church used to be. Some folks have built and living in the past and yesterday and yesteryear. Amen. And some folks can only preach and prophesy about how good it's going to be. Amen. Don't tell me about how good it used to be and stop telling me about how good it's going to get. I want to show you how good God is tonight. I want to tell you the Holy Ghost is real tonight. I want to tell you what God did yesterday, he can do tonight. And what he's doing tonight, he's going to do till the rapture of the church takes place. Amen. The Holy Ghost factor. Our urgency has got to match the emergency. Don't be discouraged by those who will not be persuaded of our message. For the lowest ebb is just before the turning of the tide. The closer you get, to something good in your life, the harder it's going to get for you to live. The Israelites were ready to cross over into Canaan's land. Hey Amen. At Kadesh Barnea. And here comes Balaam. And here comes Balak. And cast before them a stumbling block. And then the Midianitish women that are going into fornication with the children of Israel, the men of Israel. Amen. And now they're having to go back and laugh 
for 40 more years in the wilderness. Amen. Can I preach to us tonight uh, the, the urgency of this hour? Amen. The Holy Ghost is what your children need. The Holy Ghost is what your co-workers need. We don't need to wonder about something that's going to happen tomorrow. If you're waiting on something good to happen, you can quit waiting right now because the best is already here. Amen. God has given us the very best that we have tonight. Don't doubt the message. Don't doubt in the dark what God told you in the light. Amen. The darker the night, the brighter the light will shine. I will not doubt, though all my ships at sea come drifting home with broken masts and sails. I will believe the hand which never fails from seeming evil worketh good for me. And though I weep because my sails are tattered, Still will I shout while my best hopes lie shattered. I trust in thee. Oh God, I trust in thee. I will not doubt, though all my prayers return unanswered from the still white realm above. I will believe it is an all-wise love that has denied me the things for which I yearn. And though at times I cannot keep from grieving, Yet with the pure ardor of my fixed believing, undimmed shall burn. I will not doubt those stars fall like rain and troubles swarm like bees above and high. I will believe that the heights for which I strive are reached only by anguish and by pain. And though I writhe and groan beneath my crosses, yet will I see through those severest losses the greater gain I will not doubt well anchored is this faith like some staunch ship the soul braves every gale so strong that its courage has never quailed amen to breast the mighty unknown sea of death and when my body parts with my spirit oh still will I shout I will not doubt so that listening worlds may hear it I will not doubt with my last breath. I heard a preacher preach to me. Amen. From the time I was just a little boy. You've got to be born again of the water and of the spirit or you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter who comes with a new message. It doesn't matter who comes with a new twist on how you can be born again. Except a man is born again of the water and of the spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. I wonder if there's somebody that's been born again of the water and of the spirit here tonight that's not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Can you shout unto God with me tonight? Come on, we got the Holy Ghost in fire. Amen. Amen. Who are we to come along? with something new and change the message. There's a church in the grave already that's already met their reward. And we're in the arena tonight, and they're in the grandstands, and they're looking down on us. 
Amen. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. You think you can come in here, amen, and try to change what's unchangeable? Somebody thought they could come in here and try to move what cannot be moved. Somebody thought they could come in here and say we're just going to accept the Lord as our personal Savior. I'm sorry you can't accept him. Amen. He's got to accept you. And the only way that he's going to accept you is when the blood of Jesus is applied to your life in the water and through repentance of sins and through infilling of the Holy Ghost. Don't you ever doubt that. Young man, don't you ever doubt that. Young lady, don't you ever doubt that. Oh man, don't stop believing in what you know is true. Just keep on believing that God will see you through. Amen. Cannot tell us about the Holy Ghost factor here tonight. Uh, this generation, amen, is trying to change the church. Uh, but we cannot allow this generation to define us uh, because God authorized us uh, to change this generation. Uh, amen. The world uh, is authorized, uh, amen, to change nothing uh, and nobody uh, except for the worse. Uh, but the church uh, can change you for the better. Uh, the church uh, can change you uh, and take an old man and put you down in the water and when you bear it in the water you can come up a brand new creature in Christ Jesus when you get the Holy Ghost amen you'll have what it takes to live right freedom is never won conclusively it must be fought for each by each successive generation truth cannot evolve truth amen does not change. Jesus said in John 8 and 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Some politicians said that marriage evolves. Some politicians saying we need to vote and saying marriage has evolved. Marriage doesn't evolve. Marriage has always been and always will be between one man and one woman. Marriage doesn't evolve. Truth does not evolve. The church does not evolve. The church does not change. Amen. What it took to be born again yesterday is what it takes to be born again today. What it took to see people feel with the Holy Ghost yesterday is what it takes to see people feel with the Holy Ghost today. Amen. Get for me. Now, I worked overtime on your message and read for you, so you get a mic and read for me now. Amen. You... Uh, we're both going to take one another's paycheck tonight. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 33 and 25. Deuteronomy 33 and 25. Get that for me tonight. Amen. In the word of God. Go ahead and read. 33, 25. 33 and, and verse number 25. This is thy shoes. Thy shoes. Shall be iron, shall be iron, and brass, and brass. God and never promised us a road of ease. No, no, no. The road less traveled is always a harder road to walk. It's always there's always obstacles in your way in the road less traveled. As thy Robert Frost wrote about the road less traveled. Amen. Uh, thy shoes shall be iron and brass. Read. And as thy days, as thy days are, so shall thy so strength shall be. So shall thy strength be. Read. There is none like unto There's the God of Jeshurun. There is none like unto the God of Jeshurun. Who rideth upon the heaven in thy help. Yes. And in his excellency on the sky. Read. 
The eternal God is thy The eternal God. Somebody said, what makes you so special? Amen. What makes you think you can go through problems and others can't go through the same problems? Why can you go through the problem on the job and the man working next to you, amen, just about loses his mind when he goes through the same problems? I'll tell you why. Your shoes are iron and brass and so is his. Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Amen. But I'll tell you what the difference is. The eternal God is thy refuge. And underneath, and underneath are the everlasting, everlasting arms. arms. He we shall thrust the out the enemy. Lifting us up. We've got the Holy Ghost that's fighting our battles for us tonight. He shall Somebody thrust out the enemy. God tonight. Amen. He shall thrust out the enemy. The enemy from before thee. From before thee. And shall say, I'll tell you why we need an anointed preacher tonight. Amen. Because anointing destroys the yoke. Amen. And when the man of God is in the pulpit, nothing brings two worlds together like the preach word of God. When the man of God is preaching, amen, he may not know you from anybody or anything, but he can reach into heaven and bring that world down here and bring your world and meet it to where God is. Amen. The prophet is not a modern diplomat. The prophet is not a politician. He's, out, he's not out to arrange a compromise. He's not out, amen, to do that, but he's here to deliver an ultimatum of heaven and of hell, of right and of wrong, of truth and of a lie. Yeah. Preach. That's why organized religion hates the man of God. Organized religion hates an anointed preacher because they can't control him. They cannot control an anointed apostolic preacher. Hey Amen. I could see him trying to control John the Baptist. What'd you come out here to see? Reed. A reed shaking in the wind. Uh-huh. Hey man, a man in, 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 in uh, soft clothes. What'd you come out here to see? You come out here want me to baptize you. I'm not going to baptize you. You go forth and bring forth some, mo- some meat that's acceptable for repentance. Uh, hey man, and then I'll baptize you. Exactly right. You got to tell me you're ready to start a new life. You got to tell me you're ready to be born again Free. of the water and of the Spirit. Hey man. Thank God for an anointed apostolic preacher. He said, when that man of God's preaching, it'll cause the enemy to be thrust out from before thee. Amen. Get for me Isaiah chapter 40 and verse number 28. He said, the enemy will be thrust out from before you and shall say, destroy them. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse number 28. This is the Holy Ghost factor we're preaching about tonight. Does anybody thank God for the Holy Ghost that we feel in this building here tonight? Amen. Isaiah 40 and 28. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? Hast thou not heard? That the everlasting the God. The everlasting God. The Lord. He's from everlasting to everlasting. The he Lord. He has no beginning. He has no ending. He's God all by himself. 32 times in the first chapter of the book of Genesis, uh, he's referred to as Elohim. Uh, a Trinitarian would like to tell you that's dealing with the plurality of persons uh, in the Godhead. Uh, but if anybody's in the Godhead, uh, he's just a dummy on a fictitious throne somewhere. Uh, amen. Because the Elohim that I'm preaching about uh, is the Elohim, uh, a plurality of attributes. Uh, he's holy. He's righteous. He's mighty. He's healer. He's deliverer. He's Savior. He's God all by himself. 
the everlasting God, the Lord, the everlasting God, the Creator of the us ends a child is born, and unto us a somebody shout His name tonight. Unto us a son is given. Shout his name. His name shall be called Wonderful. Shout his name. His name shall be called Counselor. Shout his name. The mighty God, not a mighty God, the mighty God, uh, the everlasting Father, the everlasting Father, the everlasting Father. You can't put him in a grave. Amen. Father, into thy hands. I commend my spirit and 72 hours later that spirit came down and got in that corpse and it was raised up with a glorified body John 8 24 no wonder no wonder he said except you believe that I am he you shall die in your sins and three verses later the writer said they understood not that he spake to them of the father Except you understand that I'm the Father, you're going to die in your sins, Jesus said. I'm not a second person. I'm not a third person. Amen. I'm not Jehovah Junior. I'm not some make-believe God. I'm God manifest in the flesh. That's what Jesus said. Whom the men say, but I was son of man am. He asked the question to reveal unto them who he was. Some said you're Elijah. Some said you're Jeremiah. Some said a prophet sent from God. But whom say even I am? So thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto you. Holy but God. my father. Holy you God. see there? My flesh and blood did not reveal it. But my father. My father don't have flesh and blood. My father's not the first person in the Trinity. My father don't have flesh flesh and bones. He is the Holy Ghost of God in creation. Amen. The Father in creation, the Son in redemption, and the Holy Ghost in regeneration. Amen. When you got the Holy Ghost of God speaking with other tongues, hast thou not known, hast thou not heard the eternal God, the everlasting God? Amen. Read for me. 29. He giveth power. He giveth power. To the faint. To the lame. The creator of the ends of the earth fainteth not, neither is weary. He never faints. There is no searching of his understanding. He's never weary. As man he slept, but as God he came to the deck and commanded, peace be still. As man he wept outside of Lazarus' tomb, but as God he said, come forth, Lazarus. He had to call him by name so everybody wouldn't come forth. That's it. As man he did hunger. But as God, he fed 25,000. As man, he did sit on Jacob's well, weary on his journey. But as God, he just read, he never sleeps, he's never weary. Amen. He never grows tired. Read. There is no searching of his understanding. No searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might. He giveth power to the faint. That's what this meeting is about. That's what this conference is about. He giveth power to the faint. Uh, amen. We're talking about a gathering of eagles. Uh, now I want you to know how you're going to have power if yeah. you're faint. Keep on reading for me tonight. Uh-huh. And to them that have no might. To them that have no might. He increases strength. He increases their strength. Even the youth shall faint. Amen. Listen to me. Fanny Crosby, at six years of age, she uh, went to the doctor. The doctor put the wrong drops in her eyes. At six years of age, she never saw the light of day again. She was responsible for writing over 6,000 songs before her death. One of those songs, a little blind girl said, perfect submission, perfect delight, 
Visions of rapture now burst on my sight. Amen. Angels ascending bring from above echoes of mercy and billows of love. And she went on to say, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste. She may not could see the light of day. She may not ever saw the stars in the heaven and the sand on the seashore. But she had visions of rapture because she had the Holy Ghost of God in her. He giveth power to the faint. To them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth, Even shall, the youth shall faint and Amen. be weary. Young man, and the young I'm men. I'm writing to you, young man, because you're strong. Why are you being so weak in the church? Young man, why are you being so weak in the church? Why aren't you the first one in the altar? Why aren't you the first one in the prayer room? Why aren't you the first one to lead outreach? Young man, I challenge you tonight. Amen. Get the Holy Ghost of God inside of you. Amen. Don't let an old man intimidate you in worship. Don't let the old gray heads out worship you. You've got strength in your body. You've got strength in your legs so you can dance. Yeah. you got power in your hands Preach. so you can clap. The youth shall faint. Use of and be weary. The young men shall utterly fall. They shall fall. But they that wait upon but the they Lord. That wait, say it again. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their for strength. For in your patience possess ye your souls. For I waited patiently upon the Lord, and he inclined unto me, and I heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit. He said, they that wait upon the Lord shall, shall renew. renew their strength. They shall, shall mount up. renew their strength. The Holy Ghost, amen, it's not enough that you talked in tongues 20 years ago. But the Bible said, by the renewing of the Holy Ghost. By the renewing of the Holy Ghost. They shall mount up with wings. As eagles. They shall mount up with wings. As eagles. As eagles. They shall run. Amen. One of the characteristics of eagles, Brother Booker, is that when it comes time for him to shed his feathers, an eagle will thrash himself against a sharp rock, sharp object. He will beat himself until all of the old feathers are gone so he can grow new ones. In the process of this, the other eight eagles will gather around him. And in case the praise would come against, the predators would come against them. Amen. They'd award him off. You know what makes us eagles tonight? Amen. Is that we learn how to fall upon the rock. And that rock is Jesus Christ. We've learned that we can either fall on the rock or the rock's going to fall on us in judgment. I've made up in my mind. I'm not going to let the judgment throne of God catch me unaware. But I'm going to send my sins on ahead before time. Amen. I'm going to put them under the blood of Jesus. Yeah! They shall mount up with the wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Does anybody say I need a renewing of the Holy Ghost here tonight? I need a renewing of the Holy Ghost here tonight. Hey man, somebody come to the music. Help me out here tonight. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Uh-huh. 
Somebody ought to help me preach a little bit right now. Is anybody thankful for these exceeding great and precious promises? And for all the promises of God are in him, yea, and in him, amen. That by these you might become partaker of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside all this, add to your faith virtue, and to your virtue knowledge, and to your knowledge temperance, and to your temperance godliness, and to your godliness, brotherly kindness, uh, to that charity. Uh, and if these things abound in you, uh, they shall make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful. Uh, but he that lacketh these things uh, is blind and cannot see afar off uh, and has forgotten. Uh, you have forgotten about the Holy Ghost. Uh, you forgot that it's God that made you who you are. Uh, yeah. You're nothing on your own without God. Right. God said, I'm not looking for a man that can live right without the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm not looking for a man that can be a good daddy without the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm not looking for a woman that can be a good wife without me. Amen. He said, I want somebody that recognizes their lack. Does anybody recognize their lack tonight? To, that I, without God, I can do nothing. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost moving into the sanctuary tonight. The Holy Ghost factor is moving in here right now. Amen. I don't know if I can do anything for God, you said. You got the Holy Ghost in you. The hope of glory. And hope maketh not ashamed, for the love of God is shed abroad. For God didn't give you the spirit of fear. Fear hath torment. What are you afraid of tonight? What are you backing down from the devil for tonight? Amen. What are you intimidated about tonight? God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of love. Stand with me across the church tonight. And of power and of a sound mind. That's what the Holy Ghost will do for you when you get it speaking with other tongues. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. I changed the order for just... A second or two tonight, amen, and we're fixing to give the Holy Ghost a time to move. My wife wrote something just the other day that I want to leave with us in the Holy Ghost factor of this meeting. She said, as I drive into the subdivision, I notice their children swarming over every doorstep and playing in almost every driveway. At first glance, it appears to be a very happy and thriving place. Then I begin my work. As I approach the first door with the invite in my hand, I can more clearly see what many cannot. The grassy yard is in need of watering. For there are many dead patches with the dirt showing through underneath next to the broken sidewalk. There's bits of trash. The can is blown over in the yard and scattered by the wind. As I lift my hand to ring the doorbell, I notice it's hanging with just wires exposed. So I knock instead and take several knocks, for there is very loud music coming from within. And a face appears in a cracked window, partially covered by a blanket instead of a curtain. Finally, the door opens just a crack, and standing there is an angel. She's maybe five years old with the sad eyes 
hollow of a teenager. Her hair is falling into her eyes, grass greasy from days of neglect. Her face has yesterday's lunch remains stuck to it. And her fingernails have the remnants of black grit from her recent enjoyment of making mud pies in the yard. Her unmatched clothes have been dug out from beneath a pile of dirty laundry in a corner. Nevertheless, she smiles up at me. Hello. I smile back, my sweetest smile, as if to project my love to her, if only through this one smile. She's nervous, looking around her shoulder to see if there's someone else I would be smiling at. As she thinks she's undeserving of such love. I stooped down to her level and I came here to see you, I said. Oh, her eyes light up and once again she has the innocent eyes of a child. And then I tell her about Sunday school. The big yellow bus is going to pick you up tomorrow morning if you like. It'll bring you to church. I tell her about the breakfast we'll feed her and the songs we'll sing, the games we'll play. And most of all, how you're going to learn about Jesus. You can even get the Holy Ghost, she says. From inside, a man yells, who is that? Shut the door. I notice she flinched at his voice. I tell her, go get her mom and dad. Tell them to come out so I can ask their permission for her to come to church tomorrow. She looks scared all of a sudden. And she seems to shrink back into herself, head down, eyes dull, I tell her. I know you want to come, but I have to ask them permission. She turns and disappears for a few minutes. And when she returns, she said, Mom's asleep. She won't wake up. Dad isn't here. I step into the house where it's dim and hot in a corner in front of the television as a burly man cut off jeans and a stained shirt, many empty beer cans scattered around his chair. The tiny angel wraps her little arms around my legs and hides her face in my skirt as I stand in front of him. I'm not the least bit scared. I feel as though a host of angels are standing behind me and I'm facing a squatty, weak demon from the pits of hell. Are you her dad, I ask? He says, no. His eyes are bloodshot and pupils dilated. I go through the whole invitation as quickly as possible, repeating myself several times. He asks, huh? May she please go, I ask. Then he says the words I was waiting for. I really don't care if she goes or not. She and I quickly turn and go outside to the porch. She's excited and asks him many questions. Please, she said, if I'm not outside, will you knock on the door in case they change their mind? Of course we will, she said. We hug and say goodbye, and I turn to walk away. I take a deep breath, and I feel the Holy Ghost moving me, and my eyes fill with tears. Thank God for bringing me to this door. Thank you, God, for giving me strength to go there. All because I knocked one day, she could be a pastor's wife like me one day. It's worth every knock, every disappointment, and every trial just to reach one. Then I realized 
our mission field can only be reached through the power of the Holy Ghost of God. No wonder why the Apostle Paul said when I came, Corinth, you're a wicked, perverse, foul church. Every sin that's ever been named in the world is written about in the church at Corinth. The only way I can help you is with the Holy Ghost. And I look at our cities tonight. I look at my city, the city I love. The city that I'll go to heaven to one day, maybe. God, if I'm going to reach my city, I've got to have the power of the Holy Ghost. I can't, I can't plan a good church service. I can't get it all right without the power of the Holy Ghost. Some of you have given up tonight. Some of you have thrown in the towel tonight. Some of you have come to this meeting at wit's end. You've got no more wisdom and no more understanding. But I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost of God is going to lift you up on eagle's wings. The Holy Ghost of God is going to change your mind tonight. The altars are open tonight for some man. Amen. We're going to move up in a little while. But right now, I feel like the Holy Ghost of God, amen, has a factor in the service. Amen. That's going to cause us to reach our cities. It's going to cause us to reach our lost. It's going to cause us to pick up the phone tomorrow and talk to the backslidden son or daughter. It's going to cause us to go home and run our buses and teach our Sunday school classes and evangelize our neighborhoods because the only ones who are authorized to do it, brethren, is those of us who have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The Mormons can't do what we can do. The Latter-day Saints can't do what we can do. The Baptists can't do what we can do. We've got the Holy Ghost, and we've got what makes the difference. If you want that power of the difference tonight, will somebody lift your voice? Lift your hearts to God. Lift your voice to God. Somebody cry out with an, with an audible shout tonight. We've got the Holy Ghost. Daddy, you can't raise your children right on your own. You gotta have the Holy Ghost involved. Mama, you can't break through to your daughter on your own. You gotta have the power of the Holy Ghost. Young lady, you can't get it right on your own. You gotta have the power of the Holy Ghost. Preacher, you can't preach good enough on your own. We gotta have the power of the Holy Ghost. Daddy, you can't get through to your son. That's wayward and prodigal tonight. You can't get him with money. You can't get him anyway but through the love of the Holy Ghost of God. Hey man, somebody lift your voice with me tonight. The devil can't stand your praise. The devil can't stand your cry. The devil can't stand your shout. The devil can't stand your lifting up of your voice. 